entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media. And believe it or not, we are in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's a good thing, D.C. Taylor. How about that? And the sun is shining, which is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> but we got sunshine today. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest is Jay Kelly Hoey. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm very well. I'm, I'm a little annoyed, though. I was in Pennsylvania last week, in Pittsburgh to be more specific, and it was not sunny. Well, next time you come to Pennsylvania, let's meet up and I will guarantee you some sunshine. How's that? Sounds fantastic. So I got to know yesterday afternoon, which team were you cheering for? (laughs) I can't answer that. I can't answer that. There's there's too much, too many problems with answering that question. I got, I can't go there. So, so my guest is Jay Kelly Hoey. Let me introduce her this way. It's right out of the back of her book. It says, Most information about J. Kelly Hoey can be found online, and it is posted by her. She has practiced law in Toronto. She's spoken to audiences around the world, from Beirut to Aruba. She's interviewed leading Silicon Valley investors. She's dined with Malala. Am I saying that name right, by the way, Kelly? You're saying it absolutely right. Fantastic. And no... Kelly Hoey never envisioned a career so filled with so many twists and turns, and as she says in this book, and tweets, and she wrote a great book. It's called Build Your Dream Network, Forging Powerful Relationships in a Hyper-Connected World. So let me start this way. What's the J stand for? Julia. Julia. I like Julia. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I'm I'm named after my great grandmother, oh. uh, and uh, I guess uh, the family didn't want me to be called by the old lady's name. Oh. So I I was I was Kelly when she was still alive when when I was born. But a funny story on it uh, was uh, when when the publisher had done the cover of my book. They initially didn't put the J there, and uh, I said, you know, we're going to have to put the J on because all my social media handles have the J. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we may have had breaking news on that, DC. You know, we're sharing, you know, what oh, the J boy. stands for. Breaking right. news. I like that. <laughs> okay, so here's the next vital, vitally important question. You dined with Malala. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I got to know. So what was that like? 
And how the heck did you make that happen? It was surreal. First of all, you have to, I mean, even after 20 years of living in New York City, I still have to keep a straight face when a doorman says, you know, take the elevator to the, you know, whatever X floor. And you want to say to them, but what apartment? And then you realize it's the entire floor. So it was one of those kind of bold face <laughs> yeah. names. Yeah. You know, you're looking at the art on the walls and you're thinking, I've seen that before. Oh, right. It was on loan to the Met. Like just, it was crazy. Uh, and I spent a lot of time talking to her parents who are extraordinary individuals. And you, you know, you think about how people get to where they are. I mean, Richard Branson has said this, you know, his, his success is because of the love of his family and particularly his mother. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk talk about all sorts of things on business, but sometimes it, you know, comes down to family. But yeah. the invitation came about uh, through a friend in the startup community who is with one of the major banks in New York City. Mm. And he um, knew that I was making introductions for him and opening doors in, for his line of business with, with respect to startups. So when they were part of hosting this dinner um, at a client's home with Malala and her family, he invited me. And in a, and at the end of the day, it ended up he gave up his seat at the table wow. so that I could stay and have dinner. Uh, so it was wow. it was extraordinary. It was wow. absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, what a what a great experience. That's fantastic. Again, I'm going to uh, mention the uh, title of your book. It's Build Your Dream Network. Forging powerful relationships in a hyper-connected world. And speaking of former rela- uh, forming relationships, how can people connect with you? Let's get that. We're going to mention that several times. How would you like people to connect with you? Twitter, etc. You tell me what you'd like. Twitter is always good at JK Hoey. But also, let me give this away. On my website, which is jkellyhoey.co, C-O, mm-hmm. uh, there's a form that says, you know, hey, ask Kelly. Little secret, it comes right to me. <laughs> wow, okay. Right into my inbox, so you can find me there. Wow. Well, it says you can f- be found online and stuff is posted by you, so you actually handle this stuff. Okay, so wrote a great, wrote a great book. I did read it. Um, I'll, I'll, you can test me as we go through to see if uh, I can answer some questions. By the way, folks, the uh, forward to this book was written by none other than Tom Peters, and I would hope that most people would recognize that name. So, 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 so before you go any further, go. do you want to know how? Do you want to know how Tom and I met? Oh, you're going to talk to me about building dream networks through this entire conversation? Yeah, yeah. Tell me how I, Tom Peters and you met. Go. Well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> this is. I mean, this is the whole thing. I mean, so how do you build networks in this hyperconnected world? And we need to realize that relationship building can be enhanced by technology. But the old school, it takes time to build relationships and get to know other people hasn't changed. Mm. So for me, before technology, when would I meet someone like Tom Peters? You know, you'd have to be, you know, the complete sycophant at a book signing. (laughs) And that what's that going to get you? You know, yeah. a signed book and a nod and thanks very much and, you know, push to the side. Yeah. So Tom and I started talking on Twitter um, seven years ago. And seven we have years ago. Wow. Yeah, no, seven years, seven wow. years. And um, he, you know, so I started following him because I, I think of Twitter as a cocktail party. And where are there mm. interesting conversations around subject matter, um, issues, 
whatever that I'm interested in. And, you know, like a good guest who wants to get invited back to a conversation, you go, you listen, you know, um, to me, a like or a retweet is like a nod or, hey, that's an interesting point. And Mm -hmm. at some point you start having a dialogue. Mm -hmm. And we sort of had that back and forth dialogue. And then in late 2016, he messaged on Twitter that he had pre-ordered my book. Um, I'm still getting over the injuries after falling on the floor. <laughs> and that was that was right before the hardcover came out. And then when it was time for the paperback, he said to me, and we we he had been in New York finalizing his book, and he said, any chance, you know, we could meet in person. And it was absolutely seamless. We went and met for coffee, and it was absolutely seamless. And... So uh, it's just a continuation of a conversation, just more than 140 or 280 characters. We just chatted away. And then he reached out to me just to say, uh, who's writing the foreword to your book? And I must have lost my brain. I said, uh, there isn't one. And he's like, that's not the question I'm, I'm asking. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm sort of like, okay, fall off a chair again and re-injure the old injuries. And then it was like, um, Tom. Tom, would you? And he's like, Miss Hoey, if you'd like me to write the forward, I'll write the forward. Holy moly. <laughs> That's an incredible story. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I love that. But well, so, let's, I, say, let's drive home a couple of points. Yeah. yeah. Seven years. Yep. Each of you being generous with your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, caring what you're saying about and to each other. And a continual dialogue. Hmm. Bingo. 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 The, uh, that's, a, you know, I'm glad you said it takes time. I was going to come back to that, but the, yeah, it takes time. Okay. So, um, I know you didn't have the idea of having, uh, Tom Peters write the forward to the book. So you had another reason to write the book. Uh, so kind of tell me what, what I mean, I read it, so I understand why you did, but what, what was the, what was the driving force? Like, why did you feel compelled to write this? Well, I'm going to put up a startup sort of entrepreneur hat for a moment. And one was solving my own problem, which Ah. was continually being asked for the same thing all the time. Hey, Kelly, do you know? Can you introduce me to? Um, And people had seen how I had built or they had seen I had built a network. I moved to New York in 1998. I knew a handful of people. Uh, one of them being my ex-husband and the rest being his best friend. So, you know, if I just stuck with that original network, I'd be in a tough spot today, wouldn't I? Uh, uh, yeah, and, no, I'm, glad and, you, I'm glad you realized that early. Good. Okay, <laughs> built, built, my, built my own network. And so at some point you could say, I can keep feeding people my contacts or, you know, the expression, you know, give a guy a, a, a fish or give him a fishing pole. So it was like, I need to give them the fishing pole. Yeah. And I had been writing blogs and on my own blog on LinkedIn, as well as for publications like Forbes and Inc. Uh, and finally it was like, I, I think I need to write the book. And yeah. I really wanted to write a book that was roadmaps and case studies. There's in all honesty, there's nothing earth shattering in this book other than the fact that here's what works and it works for people, you know, not just me, but other people. And you just got to keep doing it. I mean, I wish there was a way to make it faster or quicker, but if I could do that, I'd have a great way for all us to have, you know, washboard stomachs and I don't know what else. I mean, yes. 
It is different. It is powerful because it is a roadmap, and it does give you stories and, and, and information that you can follow if you so choose and if you decide to take that much time. So let me jump to this one. Um, I, think it's, I think it's your quote. Skills alone won't make you a success. It's about who knows what you know. Let me repeat that. Who knows what you know? Go deeper on that for me. We just have the ability now to highlight and network out what we want to be found for. Mm. So let me give you a personal example. So one of my crazy career changes was when I co-founded a startup accelerator. Yeah. It was not my idea. It was the idea of my two co-founders. They came up with an idea and they kept saying to people, we're going to do this and this is what we want to what we want for our third co-founder. Here's the skill set mm-hmm. and the experience and the relationships and, you know, the drive and whatever else. Like they kept describing to people, here's our ideal third partner in this mm-hmm. venture. And my name kept coming up. Mm-hmm. Everyone kept saying to them, you got to talk to Kelly. Hey, mm-hmm. have you talked to Kelly? Do you know Kelly? You should talk to Kelly. And so the opportunity came to me that way. Uh, I became the chief tech ambassador for the YWCA of New York City because they found me. They were looking for women who lived in New York City who were champions for women and girls and were also very much promoting um, diversity. And, you know, I got on this short list. I remember being invited to to an event that they had for women and girls in leadership, and they invited 100 women in leadership from New York City. And I swear to God, when I got the invitation, I was, you know, this may be the self-deprecating Canadian humor or something. I got the invitation. I was like, did you get to the B list? Like, how'd you find me? <laughs> I mean, I walked in and there's like Christy Turlington. And I'm thinking, what happened here? Like, why am I in this room? And and I talked to them afterwards and they said, this is what we did. We wanted to see people who were champions. And it's not enough to, you know, word of mouth. They wanted to see people who were vocal and out there. And so for many of us who have felt marginalized because of maybe where you live in the world, uh, maybe your, your, you know, your family's network or connections, maybe your educational background, all of a sudden now technology can open up. Yeah. Yeah. broader and bigger networks yeah. um, that you can you can now engage with, but just do it in a way that, you know, yeah. it's like the person you are in real life. Stay here for more of the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The predictive index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The predictive index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com. So they found out, well, they knew, well, they wanted to know more about what you knew, and you had those connections. Okay, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Um you're leading me down certain paths. 
the word generosity pops up often in this connecting space, in this networking space, in this building relationship space. Uh, Kelly, talk to me more about that thought process. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's, again, it's, it's this notion that, you know, the underlying basis of networking and human relationships has not changed with mobile devices and social networking platforms. So you need to be generous. And there's a whole idea in networking that you need to give before you get. Mm-hmm. And that can really be a stumbling block for people. Mm-hmm. I, also, I also think, just as an aside, it puts networking in an old paradigm of having to network up to yeah. someone in power and puts it in an old paradigm of you only network when it's in need. Yeah. And as you know, from reading my book, I think of networking as a 24 seven 360 activity. We're doing it anyways. Just Amen. do it better. Everything Amen. you do every day, you yeah. know, the possibility of networking. So with that in mind, for me, generosity is like someone understanding my life, someone understanding you know, what's going on with me, someone doing the research, someone being grateful, someone following up. It doesn't mean to me um, someone uh, jumping in my inbox, making an introduction because they think it would be useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It is not someone asking, you know, to take time because if they looked at my calendar, let me give you by way of an example Uh, someone was inviting me to an event in New York happening actually this week. And she wrote an email saying, I was about to invite you to this. And then I realized you're out of town speaking at a conference. Hmm. Therefore, are there is since I have additional tickets and it's quite a high profile event going on with, with the Tory Birch foundation. And so this person said, since you're out of, out of town, I was going to invite you and invite you to bring a guest is there a couple of people you would like to send in your place and I can mm. give them the tickets? Mm. But it's the fact this person knew mm. I was out of town and Strong. I thought, you know what? Yeah. She had to have gone to my website Absolutely. And, look, and looked at my speaking engagements. And that to me is above and beyond with generosity or maybe it's every everything with generosity is so low now that yeah <laughs> no it's it, you know and to reinforce the idea it takes time and it takes work and it's not just one tweet expect the world to beat a path to your door this is hard work this is being generous this is thinking about you know what value you're going to bring i don't want to go down all those cliches but but it's but it's important my guest is j kelly hoey it's h-o-e-y her book is build your dream network forging powerful relationships in a hyper-connected world. Tell us again the best way to reach you, Kelly. Well, probably Twitter at J.K. Hoey or find me via my website, uh, jkellyhoey.co. Okay. So is there hope for introverts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk to me. Oh, yeah. Talk this to is, me. You, you know <laughs> this is my favorite question. So and DC Taylor and I just pumped our fists. Is there hope for introverts? Good. Yeah. yeah speaking Jay, my language. Yeah, DC, so, go. Go, Kelly. Oh, so, so we've always said, you know, the book is case study driven and yep. roadmaps. And when I picked people who I had seen had had an outcome with their career or their business, and I asked them to unpack that story because – I had from sort of chatting with them beforehand before I sent them the questions for the book, 
kind of gotten the idea that they had done this in a way that I think is, you know, sort of smart and actionable and practical um, and a, rep- a, a process that can be repeated. Mm-hmm. What I never asked any of them was their personality type. Mm-hmm. And the majority, as in the overwhelming majority, as in probably 80% of the people I interviewed for my book are introverts. Fascinating. Fascinating. I think, I think people who are more intentional and purposeful deliberate and considerate in their networking, why they choose to give their time because then they're bringing their whole selves to the event or the task, when and how they ask other people for help because they're feeling what it's like to have their time or resources, you know, kind of pulled upon or sucked upon. I think they think very intentionally before they ask somebody else for those same resources. I think they are the best networkers. Yeah. And I, you know, as I've said, you know, the gift of the gab may make you the life of the party. But let's not confuse being good at socializing and working in the room at being good at networking and building networks Amen. today. You got it, boy. <laughs> you know, you've been practicing this. You're pretty good at this stuff. You're nailing this. I mean, you know, I, don't, I actually think of my brilliant questions, but you really got this down. Okay, so uh, I got a couple of more things. And so and I think another thing that people miss a lot is the importance of, I'll call it, internal networking. You did a good job of that. You told a story and you tell other stories. So talk to me about how critical that is if to, to further your career or to do whatever you want to do in ter- uh, networking or building relationships within your own company. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, networks within your own company, that's where information flows happen. That may be how you get your job done if you're in a position which is starved for resources. Um, in my p- case, in one role that I was in, both was I, you know, in a position that I was tasked with great things, but had no staff or budget to do it. Mm. Because I had great relationships with colleagues across functional areas and departments and offices, I was able to get my job done. I also knew what was going on because they shared information with me. When my role tapped out, like literally hit the glass ceiling, uh, you know, I sat down on my last performance with view with my boss and he was like, we've either got to find you a job, you know, outside. So I already had a strong external network in, in the talent function I was in. He, he said, or we're going to create a role internally. Mm. And it was an easier sell, you know, to the, the whole notion of creating a role internally. There was actually a couple we thought of and the pro, we went through the pros and cons of each. But he knew there was nowhere on the org chart for me to go. But where, you know, could we possibly build one? The fact that I had a strong internal network that was, you know, 360 and, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, and, and and had worked a lot with various projects with other decision makers. You know, we really just sat there. We were able to strategize on what would be the best next role rather than going, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> you laid the foundation for it. And, and you were networking 24-7. You were doing all the things you should have been doing. And not when you needed to <laughs> to find a job or to ask for help or whatever. Okay. So let's wrap up this way. So how important are real people seeing, saying real things in person? Is that still important? Vital. 
Vital. I'm going to borrow a quote from a mentor of mine, um, the late Frank Kimball, and he said, the network is incomplete and useless until you meet face-to-face. Wow. And organizations like McKinsey know that. They have been having off-sites and cross-team meetings that they require to be face-to-face because people will not refer work until they see you face-to-face. That being said, FaceTime and Skype can be face-to-face. You got it. Yeah, absolutely. But, so let's wrap up. Not but, let's wrap up. So give us uh, your information one more time. On Twitter, I am at J.K. Hoey. So that's J-K-H-O-E-Y. And my website is jkellyhoey.co. So my special guest, my fun guest, my interesting guest has been J. Kelly Hoey. Her book, again, is Build Your Dream Network, Forging Powerful Relationships in a Hyper-Connected World. you got to buy this book before you go to another event, before you start tweeting like a maniac. Kelly, thanks so much for being part of the show. Thank you. I've loved it. Thank you for listening to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find our show and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show. And be sure to stay tuned for more information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.